Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Patrick Sukup and Chris Murphy with Fort Collins Fellows. And today we are joined by a very special guest, CEO and President Ann Hutchison of the Chamber here in Fort Collins. We are a small community, but growing very quickly. And with that comes new businesses, new growth, new opportunity, lots of new people that are coming and going to be molding what the future of Fort Collins looks like. And the chamber is an area where people can come in and get a part of this community of like-minded individuals or people with different mindsets, value, leverage each other, leverage each other's skills, knowledge, and background. And Fort Collins has grown a bunch. My, my family members have been a part of it over the years. I personally am not a, a member, so Anne might have to have a conversation with I me. I will say I'm a member, but I'm not a, a very active member, so I apologize, <laughs> Anne. But it's something to where Fort Collins is, is very grateful to have such a strong, thriving chamber. And uh, Anne, appreciate you joining us today. We look forward to this conversation, and hopefully people that are watching can get a lot of value information and uh, uh, insight into what we're doing here in this great community. Absolutely. I'm, I'm thrilled to be joining you and um, I'm really looking forward to the conversation. That's, that's great. So, you know, full disclosure and Patrick and I were laughing before we, we jumped on here. And I was like, I got to be honest with you. I was researching what a chamber is. Um, I mean, <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I'm a little embarrassed, but definitely went down that rabbit hole and, and learned quite a bit. And why don't you just start out with, you know, telling us a little bit about yourself. Like I saw you're a UNC grad out in Greeley, go Bears. So I, <laughs> I went there as well, but just give our listeners and viewers a little a history of kind of how you came about where, how you got involved with the chamber. And uh, we'd love to hear that. You bet. So um, to set a little bit of context for, for your listeners, uh, a chamber of commerce is really an association that provides a voice for business. So we are, our membership of 1,100 people is made up of different businesses from throughout Northern Colorado. And that includes not-for-profit businesses, that includes educational businesses, that also includes very private businesses. And uh, we serve as, as a hub for those folks to come together to, um, to share their perspectives on the business world, but as well to then put us in a seat where we're standing up and we're a voice for them, whether that's at city council, if that's at the county commissioners, if that's at the state house, really making sure that policymakers understand the impact of new, new decisions on business uh, because we believe that business builds community. And um, without a thriving business community, it's very difficult to have all of those amazing, amazing amenities that make a community special. Uh, that's all driven by the success of the business community. So um, we're, we're very honored to be in that seat, to be able to be a collaborator, to be a convener, and to provide opportunities for businesses to connect with each other and be very successful. As far as myself goes, I'm a Fort Collins native. I was born here in Fort Collins. I uh, grew up on the eastern plains of Colorado. I consider Brush, Colorado to be my hometown. I am a, a, a true-hearted brush beat digger. Um, and then, as Chris noted, I went to the University of Northern Colorado in Greeley and am very pleased that I'm also a bear. <laughs> 
I, I've got I, some. I've got some family out there in uh, Haxton, the old Haxton Bulldogs. Oh, you betcha! You betcha! All all of us um, Easter Plainsers have to come together and celebrate. Um, but I left Colorado after college. I was in Southwest Kansas for a number of years. I I worked for Kansas State University as an extension agent. So I was working with 4-Hers and their families in um, learning more about. Uh, life, animals, leadership, you name it, we, we took it on. And then I worked for an accounting firm as their marketing coordinator uh, for, for a number of years. I then had the opportunity to come back to Colorado. And that shockingly was 19 years ago that I came back to Colorado. I started at the chamber as a policy committee coordinator. Um, uh, be very honest, it's a very made up term, but I, I was a herder of cats. That, that was the experience <laughs> that I had brought to the table. And so I was, I was working with various chamber members on policy issues in order to, to convene and make sure that our voice was being heard here in Fort Collins. Additionally, then I ran our leadership programs here for the chamber. So leadership Fort Collins, as well as leadership Northern Colorado, Again, I brought to the table a, a vast experience of managing leadership programs. So um, served as policy committee coordinator for about two years. And then our former CEO promoted me to executive vice president. That then grew my job to be really everything happening at the chamber except for membership sales. Um, and even then you do a little membership sales on the side. Um, and then, and I had the tremendous opportunity then on January 1st to move into the seat of president and CEO here at the chamber. So uh, I've been in that seat for almost 14 months and have just been thrilled to be able to be, again, a voice for business, a convener, building relationships and, and helping our larger community really understand how valuable business is to our success. Yeah, it, it sounded like, uh, you know, uh, the previous uh, CEO, David, was planning on retiring, but then kind of got delayed a little bit when COVID happened. Uh, to kind of see it through a little bit of a storm um, prior to submitting his resignation. But still, it felt like I remember reading that article in Colorado and it, and it felt just kind of like, you know, not, you know, it just felt like, man, this is a time to do it. Like a, a great time for David as far as like, man, get, get, get out of here, go into your life, because this is going to be a rough few years ahead of us to, uh, to navigate. But they did a, you know, a, na a nationwide search ultimately found hiring within was the right way to go. I love that. You know, who better to, to, to bring on and guide us through than somebody who knows how our community is working and what the kind of uh, dynamics are. But man, what a time to take over. Was it pretty stressful, concerning, uh, like just a lot of unknowns? Yeah. So we were incredibly fortunate to have had David May as our president and CEO for almost 19 years. And um, he brought to our organization this tremendous foundation in chamber work, as well as um, brought to the table the right leaders to help us continue to expand our foundation. So uh, the, the amazing news was he built something so special that we were well positioned to survive through COVID. Um, we, we certainly saw as, as our business members were struggling, we saw a drop in membership, 
but we had built other pathways to make sure that we were financially stable. We could continue to do the good work that we needed to do to support business through COVID. And in fact, grew that role working with other economic developers to really make sure that, again, policy decisions were not having a negative impact on business. But as well, we were taking advantage of any and every opportunity to get money into the hands of businesses so they could continue to thrive even with regulations and expectations that that made it very, very challenging. So, um, so COVID was absolutely a challenge for our organization, but in many ways, we thrived because we had the relationships already built. We were ready to act. We had the financial stability to act. And we really could move into that space of being a very strong advocate, creating resources, creating programs that helped all businesses, not just our members, but all businesses in Fort Collins make their way through the last two years. And I wanted to, that's, that's awesome. And I want to touch base when you mentioned you know, you're in direct communication. And I actually read a, the letter you wrote yesterday to the city council, um, which was really interesting. And I wanted to kind of, as we kind of get more educated on chambers around the country and Fort mm-hmm. Collins being probably one of the best, looks, I mean, I know we've had awards and everything like that, but what is that relationship between city council and the chamber? Yeah. And, you know, uh, how yeah. you are, you have the ears of all these businesses and, and we got to do this, we got to do that. And, you know, do you, do you reach out to city council and they're like, and, you know, we got you. Don't worry about it. We're doing our own thing. Like, can you explain what that relationship is really like? You bet. Um, so again, as an organization, we spend a lot of time listening to business and really understanding their pain points. At the same time, we've grown here at the Fort Collins Chamber, our space relative to advocacy. So we have, we have a staff member that spends that sits in every single city council meeting, listening and paying attention to what direction that council is giving and what the impact is going to be on business. We know that business people don't have time to sit in a six hour meeting every Tuesday night and, or to decipher um, what's happening in a, in a government meeting every Tuesday night. We take on that responsibility. We take on that role. Um, We then become the translator to to help business Mm -hmm. understand what council is doing. But we also then dive in deep on issues that are going to have a very direct impact on business and and work our way through that system of creation with city staff and with city council. We we show up at the public meetings. We're having one-on-one conversations with staff members to understand concepts and ideas that they're wanting to bring because council's requested it. We dive in deep to really understand those impacts and then hopefully share those insights back with staff as they're creating solutions. And then again, back directly to city council to make sure that they really do have a sense of the direct impact on our community when we know that many of our council members don't have a business background. Maybe they, maybe right. they don't necessarily have that perspective we work hard to be that voice and and bring that thoughtfulness to the conversation. Yeah, let's, I kind of want to jump in there specific kind of to Fort Collins. So, Mm -hmm. you know, family, like all of ours, which is cool, you know, you don't get too many born and raised, you know, in Colorado and Fort Collins, Northern Colorado, Eastern Plains area anymore. You you do get a ton of people that are from out of state, but 
Fort Collins was a rural farming, mm -hmm. you know, uh, university community for a hundred years. And yes. it was pretty staunch red voting. Mm -hmm. And over the last 20 years, so you're 19 years at the chamber, have probably seen a relatively interesting shift which tends to happen with population growth, you know, mm -hmm. a town becomes a city, a city becomes less, you know, uh, more liberal thinking, progressive thinking as you grow. And you could see that Fort Collins, Larimer County turn from red to purple to mm -hmm. maybe a little bit more blue, mm -hmm. especially over the last 10 years. And so you've probably been in front row seat being in the chamber. How do you think that that is currently impacting business? in a positive, negative uh, way? Yeah, um, such a big question there. And you are exactly right, Patrick. I the, had this question the... as well, Patrick. Good. I'm gonna check <laughs> off my no tray here. <laughs> Focus. Uh, um, but you're exactly right. Uh, the demographic of our voting public has absolutely changed over the last 20 years. Um, I was just at Leadership Northern Colorado yesterday and our session was focused on government. And so we talked a little bit about what does our voting public look like in this two county space of Larimer and Weld County that we call Northern Colorado. And, and when you actually look at those voting, voting profiles right now, um, you know, 65% of our voting population is not affiliated with a specific party. Um, so, so they are actually unaffiliated, or many people will call those individuals independents. But nonetheless, they've chosen not to associate with a specific party. And then, um, you know, the other two primary parties here in Northern Colorado are Republicans and Democrats, and um, they end up with about the same amounts of the population. So, um, but two to one, uh, unaffiliates have, have the bigger voice right now in Northern Colorado. And that's certainly something that's happening across the state of Colorado. Um, I really like to believe that um, business doesn't have a, a, doesn't have a voting party. Um, ideally, we're, we're advocating for transportation solutions. Uh, while they oftentimes become political, I, I believe that they shouldn't be political. <laughs> it's a key infrastructure conversation. What's best for our community? Um, same is true, you know, I think we all want to have those fun, interesting, exciting experiences in our community that business can provide. Again, I, I would rather say that that's not a Republican issue or a Democrat issue. That's a community issue. How do we make sure that the barriers to entry are not so high that people can't turn amazing ideas into amazing experiences? So um, it's, it, it is a fascinating space. Um, lots of things that you think shouldn't be political, end up being political. Sure. Um, it's, it's a dance. I think any of us that are in this policy space take on on a regular basis. Um, but we're excited to help citizens begin to articulate more specifically how business is a value in their life. And again, maybe take away some of that shading of, is that a progressive idea? Is that a conservative idea? And really get focused on what's the community idea. What, what, are, what are you hearing from business owners? Yeah. You know, post, post pandemic, <clears throat> what, what are they telling you? Yeah. Um, so, what are their concerns? Um, 
Yeah. yeah every business conversation that I have starts with, I can't find employees. Mm-hmm. Or if I can find employees, we're struggling to ha- have them identify with our culture and stick with us. At the same time, I'm also hearing from just about every employer supply chain is impacting the way that they're able to do business. And that's everything from, um, you know, my friends at Snack Attack and trying to get the, the bacon that they really, really like to be able to serve all the way up to. I love Snack Attack. Right, love right. Snack yeah, attack. yeah. Right by you. <laughs> I live right down the street. (laughs) (laughs) All the way up to my friends at Woodward who are being challenged to find um, parts and materials in order for them to continue to create amazing solutions for engine controls. All the way across um, that those those are the two things that I hear, um, whether you're a small mom and pop retail front door or you're a a fortune 500 organization trying to continue to change the world. So, um, and very difficult to come up with local solutions to those two big problems. Um, We're certainly leaning in on the talent space. We've been working in that space for about six years, trying to change our workforce system to make sure that we are creating the workers we need for the future, but we're also inspiring Uh, businesses to create the jobs for the future, Uh, making sure that people are employers of choice, making sure that we're creating spaces for people to really have pathways to have financial success and and to have their community life be here. So um, so yeah, that's some of the work we're doing. Supply chain, holy moly. I wish I had a magic answer there. I don't think there are any easy we, answers. We have the same issue with housing. There's no houses for sale. In right, this house. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you, absolutely. You're directly impacted by that. If you yeah. can't get a window to finish the house, it can't go on the market. If you can't get a radon detection system, I mean, yeah, it's it's right. wild how impactful that's been to all of our economy here in Northern Colorado. When it's, you know, you, you kind of hinted on talent and, and keeping retaining and bringing in talent to this community. And I know you, uh, you know, it sounds like you're a big Colorado State uh, sports fan. And I've always, I've always been so curious why we haven't been just this mecca of sports, because who doesn't want to live in Fort Collins, uh, both on an athlete side and like employee side. And I feel like we are just so gifted with uh, this amazing community right along the foothills, sunshine. It's freezing out today, but well, I'm wearing my best. 60, 60 degrees next week. And, you know, so I just am hopeful that, you know, in the future, we do have companies, both startups and growth companies that want to put roots down here um, and, and grow and grow their labor force and pro- provide high paying good jobs for the people that are here that can then take those and afford to live here in Fort Collins. And I, I, I'm, I'm optimistic, but man, it just, it does feel like, you know, Denver steals a lot of those away. Boulder steals a lot of those away. And it's how do we keep those people here to really double down on Fort Collins, their investment in Fort Collins. Yeah. Over time, we have learned that we're very successful as a community (coughs) people right out of college. So, so those several thousand graduates that CSU produces every year, 
we're, we're pretty successful at keeping them right out of school. Um, but then there's a little bit of the bright lights, big city comes a calling. And well, in my mind, Fort Collins is one of those perfect communities that I can have all the cultural, sporting, outdoor experiences I could possibly want. Shopping opportunities are exactly what I want. Uh, I can understand for a 27-year-old that maybe Fort Collins isn't quite all that that they really think they need. Um, so then we see them leave for urban areas. Uh, certainly, you're correct. Denver comes a calling. Boulder comes a calling. Although housing costs in Boulder make that less and less of an opportunity. But nonetheless, we see we keep them right out of school. We see them leave for Bright Lights Big City. But then they maybe find that perfect partner and they decide to have kids and they realize raising a kid in an apartment in downtown Denver doesn't seem quite as much fun as uh, as it looked on paper. And then we we have that opportunity to attract them back to to northern Colorado. And we've been successful in that space. Um, great news or bad, good and mixed news is. COVID saw an actual increase in wages in Northern Colorado. We've long had the challenge of um, being a discount community. That's been great for employers that they're not having to pay as much for talent. But certainly when we look at, um, again, those good jobs, those great jobs, those great opportunities, we, we would really love to see those, um, those salaries be more in line with what Denver's offering. Yeah. Through COVID, we have seen a shrinking of that gap. So, so we're much more in line on salaries across the board, whether that's an hourly price or an annual salary price, we are much closer to Denver today than we've ever been. And I don't think we'll go backwards. I think business has, has made that leap. Uh, they realize that they're going to have to pay a certain price for a, a quality employee. And, and I think that will stay here in Northern Colorado. That will help us keep kids longer, bring families back, and hopefully, again, continue to, to drive an economy that helps all of us be successful. You hit on something that's really interesting, you know, you know, as home prices go up, and I want to talk to you about that a little bit, you need to have jobs within the community to support people to buy those homes. It's yes. just, you know, and I, you know, as Patrick says, he's working with people all around the country, and I'm talking with people all around the country as well that are moving to Fort Collins. Um, I can think of like Nutrient, for example, down in Loveland, basically moved their entire world headquarter to Loveland. Mm -hmm. Great paying jobs. And, you know, and, and doing this research, you know, and how the chamber has been involved. And I'm like the GI Bill in the 50s, you know, the chamber helped bring Woodward Governor, Waterpick, um, and eventually Hewlett Packard and Budweiser. So kind of a two-parted question or just kind of a conversation I want to have is, are you talking to like, I always joke around, I'm like, it's only a matter of time before Google or Facebook or one of these big Silicon Valley companies is coming to Northern Colorado. Are you having conversations like that? And kind of to tie that into the housing market, you know, are you concerned about appreciation and a shortage in, in that? Because a lot of those kids coming out of CSU, you know, they quite frankly can't afford to buy. What you need, I know Boulder is way out of reach, but um, maybe talk a little bit about the big, the companies that you're talking with. And I had no idea the chamber was so much involved in bringing these companies to, you know, our part of the uh, part of the state. Um, I'd be curious your thoughts on that. You bet. So um, we consider that our economic development work is is about um, 
creating the, the pipeline, creating the space for business to be successful. Um, we lean in on our economic development partners across Colorado to, to also help us in that. So my belief is Northern Colorado is incredibly well positioned for many of these larger national faced companies that are going to look at no longer doing a giant campus in the center of California. Mm -hmm. COVID has taught them that they need to do smaller spaces in, in, in very welcoming communities and that will attract them the workforce that they need. We've done a great job here in Northern Colorado and setting the stage for that to happen here. So you're exactly right. Um, large, large tech companies, um, innovation is the heart of our community. Um, we actually, as a chamber, help to coordinate economic developers from across the two county area to really think about what are the opportunities for us coming out of COVID? Where can we make a difference? What can be our economic engine moving forward? And innovation was the heart of that conversation. We've got amazing things happening at Colorado State, amazing things happening at UNC, amazing things happening at Front Range, but yet we've got some gaps in that system that make it hard to take those ideas out of those labs, out of those garages and turn them into viable businesses here in Northern Colorado. We wanna work on that. And showcasing, I think, to, to many of these sectors, the fact that we're dedicated to this space opens the door for them to really look at Northern Colorado as a new place for headquarters or a subquarters or, or, or an outpost. Um, so yes, yeah. we're spending a lot of time talking to a lot of companies, but as well, really making sure that we're building the foundation for that success. Separately, you're spot on, um, housing and, uh, attainability or attainable housing is uh, is a high concern for us and and a concern that I hear from employers on a very regular basis. We've been working under the auspice of no co-housing now, which is a collaboration of the willing to really um, understand what are the triggers that are are changing our housing market, what which of those triggers can we actually impact and and how can we inspire housing solutions here in Northern Colorado to serve our current workforce, but as well our future workforce. Unfortunately, no easy answers. Right. Um, we, yeah. we, <laughs> I, I regularly talk about the fact that uh, North I-25, we knew what that answer was, <laughs> right? We knew we needed a whole bunch of concrete, a whole bunch of trucks, and we needed to just expand that roadway. We could point to that, know exactly what the answer was, Housing ends up being a space that is just incredibly challenging to move the dial very quickly. Um, and, and so many factors go into yeah. that. What isn't that, the, the, Patrick, maybe you know this better too, that development in Old Town that they're literally building right now, is that for, how, is that housing for people that work in Old Town? So it, it's, um, yeah, that's the concept behind oh, it. It, okay. it will, it will, it is subsidized housing. Um, my understanding is actually highly focused on artisans and, uh, creatives that otherwise would be very, very challenged to find housing here in Fort Collins. Right. Like so, Equinox Brewery, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
And that's a project that's being led by um, Housing Catalyst, who's our housing authority here in, in Fort Collins, alongside the Downtown Development Authority. Those two entities have come together to create that space. And you're right, it's coming out of the ground right now. Um, condos, townhouse, apartment kind of style living, again, specifically targeted to creatives that otherwise would be really challenged to find housing. Interesting, yeah. Two, yeah, two, having two cranes in Old Town right now is pretty crazy <laughs> to see, you know, when you're just not used to seeing any cranes in Old Town with that one project, I think it's like 250 units that are going on right there off of uh, Willow. And then uh, the project for the Downtown Development Authority, you know, that's pretty, uh, we, I was just talking with somebody yesterday, you know, like we, Fort Collins is getting built out. And, yes. and, and one thing that's amazing about Fort Collins is having that site, you know, that uh, of the mountains and foothills all over the place, but there will be a time not not in the near you know too distant future that we are are pretty much built out and there's only one way to go from there and that's up okay. and uh it'll be a curious thing especially with downtown because that's where i can't remember who i was talking with but one unique factor about old town is you kind of have this opposite effect of where a lot of city centers you you they, they can the line continues to go up where ours is low and kind of spreads out and increases but i don't know how much longer that'll be yeah, and, and certainly having very honest conversations about capacity for different areas of our community is going to be really important. You're, you're spot on, Patrick. Um, up will be a part of our solution, but it's up in the places that it makes sense and um, still creates those places and spaces that don't feel like we're in downtown Denver. Yeah. Um, yeah. We as we go from being a small town to an awkward teenagery almost city um i, I think we're going to grow differently and um at the end of the day fort collins has a heart the size of the universe and really wants things to be very local and and that's the exciting part about that conversation is we're not going to just pick up the blueprint from Denver and plop it down in, in the heart of Old Town. We're going to have those co community conversations and build the community that matches us. And, and hard work, uh, not always easy, but at the end of the day, that heart and that desire to create something very local is pretty powerful. And what, are you, what are some of your, you know, you just stepped into this role a year ago, you know, Tell us what are some of the things that you want to do? Like what what over the next like, and I'm not talking like you know, um, you know, next five ten years, but over you know the next short term, like what what's on your to do list right now? For you bet. Right um, well, so when I went through the interview process, I did I did make sure to reaffirm with the board that I really didn't have being a chamber CEO on my to do list, um, <laughs> but when there was an opportunity for me to be a CEO in the town that I love my, this is now my, this is now my town. I, I'm not planning to go anywhere else in the world. I'm not going to apply for a job in Irvine, California. This is my home. And so um, for me in this role, it really is about creating opportunities for business, being a connector at the end of the day, 
my work over the last 19 years has been about regionalism, building relationships, and then sharing those relationships with others in order for them to achieve economic success. And um, if I can, if I can stay focused in that space, uh, I think really good things can happen. At the same time, we'll continue to drive on transportation. Uh, we're going to get that darn I-25 fully expanded and make sure that it's it's a good economic conduit for us to get to Denver, but also for Denver to get to us. We're going to spend a lot of time highly focused in talent. Uh, we just added an amazing human to our team in Yvonne Myers. She's been here in Northern Colorado for 30 years working in the healthcare industry. She's joined us as a, as a vice president, working very specifically on this talent challenge. Um, we'll keep fighting for business. Uh, again, I adore, I adore my friends at City Hall. And um, at the same time, I work really hard to be a truth teller with them to make sure that they understand unintended consequences. We'll keep standing up for that. And then um, really leading through this economic recovery. Um, all signs are we're well on our path, but we've got some opportunities in front of us that we want to help lead that charge on. And that includes innovation. It includes new ways of supporting small business. And it also includes um, a doubling down on that talent talent challenge. Yeah. And then finally, yeah, and my last little bit is um, uh, making sure that there are pathways for all different kinds of people to come into our organization. Uh, I had the great opportunity to support um, Queen's X legacy and the fact that they're um, offering a black owned business showcase this weekend uh, in, in Loveland. And um, it was a, it was a tremendous honor for me to be a connector to help um, underwrite as well as make sure that they had a space that was going to work really well for their concept. We want to create more of those opportunities for people that look look differently, that think differently, to really have a place and a space in our economy, and especially in our organization. Period. Period. Um, Drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I, you know, I've, I've had, a, you know, again, the, the great fortune of working with people coming from all over the country. And just recently, um, a gentleman from Georgia who you know, had a moving company, storage company, uh, quite a few retailers. I mean, came from, you know, relative, I mean, let's just be real. He came from nothing and has built this life in Georgia and excited to get out of Georgia so they can spend time with their family outdoors, no humidity over there or here comparatively to there. And, uh, He's starting a moving company here in town and taking that experience that he has from Georgia. I mean, and this guy, I think, I think I like to think I have a, you know, a, a never ending battery. This dude puts me to shame. And, you know, it's one of those things where I, it's those people that are coming here that feel like there's an opportunity here in Northern Colorado that he's got two partners and they've already hired a few people as far as employees and they're paying 17 to 20 bucks an hour minimum wage that, you know, hopefully will be a success, but what would you tell somebody coming into Fort Collins that is considering starting a small business that might not necessarily know the ins and outs of Fort Collins? Do you feel like that, that small business owner will have a chance to succeed and thrive here? 
Absolutely. Um, that's probably the thing that I love the most about Fort Collins and Northern Colorado is this willingness to open the door for anybody who wants to come through it and um, open up your networks and your connections in order for them to be successful. Uh, an incredibly welcoming community that really does want to do do, do good for others. And, um, and there's no doubt that the individual you describe with that heart and that energy and that desire to make this their home, there are lots of us out here in the community that want to help them do that for sure. And that kind of ties into my, one of my last questions. It's like we planned this, but we didn't. But how do people get involved with the chamber? You know, you ha- here's this, you know, like Patrick's clients that are out here. Um, I need to do a better job of getting involved with the chamber. But you know, for somebody out there, what's the best step and the easiest step to get involved? Yeah, if if people are interested in investing in the chamber and taking advantage of the services and opportunities we have, that door is wide open. Um, we are fully funded by our members. Uh, we don't we don't receive any monies from government at any level, uh, and and are an independent organization. And uh, with that membership, then comes that opportunity to take advantage of our nine signature events that we do every year. Those are deeper dives on conversations, places where you could hear what's happening on the street in a different way. Uh, It also then opens the door for over 200 connection activities, whether that's a leads group or a um, Friday afternoon social hour or, um, or, or, or a get to know you red carpet reception, but a chance for you to then connect with others in the business community. And then we've got lots of work that, as I already noted, we're doing in policy. So if somebody really wants to move the dial, um, we've got several places where we can plug people in to provide feedback to us, to provide insight to us that we can then actuate and turn in into reality for our community. So um, really all you need to do is walk in the door and raise your hand and, and we'll plug you in. And what's the website? In the website? Yes. Get- oh, yes. FortCollinsChamber.com. FortCollinsChamber.com. Yes. Awesome. I'll have to, tell, I'll have to talk to uh, my buddy from the Georgia, from Georgia and get him involved. And I think yeah. he would. And there, there's plenty others that are coming here and wanting to, to make inroads. Well, I've got, we've got, a, you know, one question that we're, we're asking all of our guests right now. And it's uh, Fort Collins has, is, is known for a lot of different things, but one of the things they're very well known for is its brewery scene. And yes. with that comes, you know, great patios and great areas to go have a beer and enjoy some time. So if it was uh, a Friday afternoon, uh, you know, middle of the summer, where are you going to spend your Friday afternoon and uh, drinking a beer? So that is a really unfair question because <laughs> I don't want to have funny to narrow- we, dealt, we had our, we had a mayor on our, for our first podcast. <laughs> yeah, way, he, gave yeah. the, he gave the best political answer ever. It's totally unfair, but some of my favorites um, in no particular order include um, Odell that, you know, between the beer side and the wine side and just that amazing, amazing patio space and such a local local community owned organization so I, I love me some Odell I, I love me some Odell patio at the same time um stodgy brewing and their inside stodgy. outside space I need to go there I haven't been to stodgy. oh so much That's fun wall. oh yeah yeah and it's on the west side of town which we don't have a lot in that northwest 
kind mm -hmm. of corner. Um, but the vibe there is uh, super fun. And what a great um, setting for COVID. I mean, honestly, like right when they started having a massive, massive yard space for everyone to come out there and sit. I mean, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at the same time, New Belgium, you can't go, you can't leave the grandfather of them all. Right. Um, and they, again, have focused so much on great, great space as, alongside great beer. Um, but then I also have to give a shout out to my folks down south in Zwei and uh, and others. So oh, yeah, it, it's it's a tough one. There, we've got a lot of great, great <laughs> patios and great, great breweries. Um, and then I have to throw in yeah, yes. Uh, and I do have to throw in one more and that's super far east um, out in the industrial area. And that's my friends at Horse and Dragon. Um, always. A you, favorite. See their, you see their new spot that they're looking at? Horse and Dragon? Yeah. And over off, over off Maple and Sherwood. It's going through city. They got a plan going through city development right now as far as that it was an auto dealership. Uh, it was on the market. Actually, they just sold it. They bought it, I think, not even too long ago, but they put some plans in. Uh, I would assume, I would assume it's a second location, not a new location, but it'll be right off of Maple and Sherwood. And they're going to be this really cool kind of like dual sided. It's a duplex with a patio in between. Uh, really pre be pretty cool. So awesome. it's a bad pan to come into us downtown. And and I and again, uh, Tim and Carol have just created a space, at least out, out in the industrial area, that is just again one of absolutely on that favorite list. So, yeah, very unfair question. I should <laughs> do a top ten. Let's just let's just go with one. each business. Select your favorite person from. <laughs> I know. Really uh, put you on the hot seat on uh, the next. Uh, <laughs> Friday night meeting. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> well, great. You know, I, Chris, you got anything else that you kind of are looking no, at? No, I, I was just going to say on the, on our whole beer discussion, I know pros for all my German friends out there, they are moving their um, tap room over on college and prospect Yes. next to the Taco Bell it used to be the wild boar coffee shop. So yes. anyways, um, more fun stuff coming to Midtown, but, and I, you know, I guess, I don't know, I guess more respect for chambers and what they do and their involvement in communities, but I definitely opened up my eyes as I, mm. you know, researched this and hearing what you had to say. Um, so I can't thank you enough. And, and I feel like the chamber is in great hands with mm. you at the helm. So thank well, you so much. Thank you. And, th and thank you both for inviting me again. We're here to be a partner. We're here to build community and are thrilled that we got the opportunity to talk about it. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. Thanks so much, Ann. Cool. So I will, I'll get this to um, our guy, 